0: Like, look, let's try to see if there's anything that we can identify that you're doing that's glaringly wrong. But also, I'll just tell you, like, if it's a sample size of four, and you've gotten rejected from two of them, and the other two are still maybes, personally, I wouldn't necessarily read too much into that. Yeah, that's the thing, too. People, like, sometimes what I can't stand is people look so deep into stuff. If it lands in my court, if it lands in my court, if it doesn't, I think my point is, I was just doing a client interview, he was... Going through what you were talking about, but for a much longer period of time, he goes to, you know, also a non-target school. He had like 12 interviews. He interviewed 12 different firms. He didn't get any offers for the longest time. He got to multiple super days and he was just like not get the offer. And then like Union Square said they were going to give him an offer, but he just like never heard back from them. And then they, they were kind of like ghosting him. And then finally he got an offer from Harris Williams. And then after he got that offer and he accepted it, then he got like two more offers, including Union Square, who finally got back to him. And another one was like Baird or something. So my point is like, he went three for 12, but actually it's not that uncommon because if you think about statistically how many people each of these firms are accepting, the bullet back in like boutique banks, the overall acceptance rate from like applicant to offer is probably like around 1%. Sometimes lower. If it's a middle market, it's probably still like somewhere between like Jeffrey's, I know it's around like 3%. Even if you say it's like something slightly easier than Jeffrey's, maybe like no more than 5%. Right. And so most people that I know getting an offer in banking, they don't like get offers from every single firm they interview with. In fact, it's the exception when someone passes every interview that they have and never gets rejected. That's from working with over 900 students. I think like, and I tell all of you this too, is getting a few rejections along the way is just part for the course. That's just like you guys paying your dues. And the important thing is that you have to learn from, after every interview, regardless of whether you get the offer or not, regardless of whether you felt like it went well or went poorly, you gotta ask yourself like, hey, was there anything I could have done better? So that for the next interview you get, you could do better. The point is, if you get a few rejections here and there, it's normal. Like a lot of people, because they start getting like a handful of rejections, then they get really down on themselves. And then they start thinking, they start having self-doubt and they start thinking about, like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough or... Maybe I should just give up or whatever. That's a trap. Like you can't do that, right? Uh-huh. Like, in fact, a lot of people will do that. And like a lot of your competition, they're going to do that. And that's why they eventually just kind of qualify or eliminate themselves, right? And then like, if you look at my story, I've told this many times before, but when I had to recruit for full-time coming out of, I mean, even for some, internship I got re- rejected first time. Then I ended up Bear Stearns. was like far from being my top choice. Then I like, didn't get a return offer. They had to recruit for full-time. I got rejected probably by like, the first 20 plus firms I recruited with. Before I got my two offers, which are like last two firms I had interviews from, which is like DB and and I always say this, and some of you guys have probably heard me say this, was like, how many people do you think would have taken 20 plus rejections on the chin and they still kept going? Versus like, how many people do you think quit after the fifth rejection or the seventh or the 10th or the 15th or the 18th? So at the end of the day, like sometimes this is just like, who is the most persistent and who's the most resilient and who has no fucking quit? How bad do you want it? Right and this is why I said this in the module too it's like you guys all got to get clear on like what is your why like why are you actually doing this why is this important to you the reason why I didn't quit was because this was too important for me to quit and like quitting wasn't an option but like if you're like this is not a big deal whatever then yeah like it probably would be easier to just quit And so, you know if you're not clear on like why are you even doing this in the first place this is like you probably not going to want to put up with all the abuse that you have to take to get to the end of the tunnel right so Tammy says I'm crazy yeah maybe I'm crazy I don't know but honestly you guys want to have more success than other people then to be honest you're going to have to be willing to put up with more shit than other people. And you're gonna have to be willing to like work harder than other people. Right. so, like, all this stuff is like directly correlated. Anyway, enough of the pep talk. I think bottom line is you gotta fight the self doubt in your head if you're not seeing results right away and just increase your pain tolerance and know that, like, hey, like, even if you're failing along the way, make sure, like, every time you fall, you're falling forward. Falling forward, yeah. you're learning from what you just failed on. And like, next time you come across an interview opportunity, you do slightly better. And I can do slightly better, slightly better, slightly better. Think about it as like a football field. You're just like, Every time you pick up two or three yards, every time you pick up two or three yards and like eventually you're gonna be in the zone.